0: We're going to speak for about four hours to see if those white uniforms last longer to keep the heat away. Biden saying the class of 2021 is ready for whatever mission may come. President Biden also telling Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu that he wants a significant de-escalation in the fighting between Israel and Hamas by Wednesday. Republican Senator from South Carolina Lindsey Graham telling Fox News the Israelis do have a right to defend themselves.
1: Once you start these things, I think it's incumbent upon Israel to do as much damage as they can to make sure it doesn't happen again anytime soon.
0: Netanyahu also appearing
2: to resist calls for a ceasefire. USA Radio News. Recently, President Trump was talking about the big news networks, and here's what he said.
3: We have others that come along and they're doing well, and uh, uh, Newsmax has been really good,
2: and, you know, others are coming along. Many Americans agree Newsmax TV is really good. Nielsen says more than 30 million Americans watch Newsmax. You should, too, and find hit shows with Greg Kelly, Grant Stinchfield, Sean Spicer, and Lindsey Keith. Tune in tonight for Newsmax's newest show with Steve Cortez. It's called Cortez and Pellegrino. Newsmax is on all major cable systems. If you don't get it, call your cable system. Tell them you want Newsmax or you can switch. Plus, get Newsmax free on most smart TVs and OTT devices like Roku, Pluto, Zumo, and Amazon Fire. Millions have already downloaded the free Newsmax app on their smartphones. So start watching America's fastest growing cable news channel. Because Newsmax is real news for real people. The
0: Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is releasing numbers regarding vaccinated kids.
4: The CDC says that more than 600,000 kids aged 12 to 15 have received their first dose of Pfizer's COVID vaccine, those new numbers adding to the nearly 3.5 million Americans under the age of 18 that are already vaccinated. The American Academy of Pediatrics says that cases among children have become a large segment of newer COVID cases. Children comprise nearly a quarter of all new COVID cases in last week's data. From the USA Radio News Ohio Bureau... I'm Dan Naraki.
0: The operator of the Colonial Pipeline learned it was in trouble at daybreak on May 7th when an employee found a ransom note from hackers on the control room computer. By that night, Joseph Blunt, CEO of Colonial Pipeline, told the Wall Street Journal he authorized a ransom payment of $4.4 million because executives were unsure how badly the cyber attack had breached its systems or how long it would take to bring the pipeline back. USA Radio News.
5: Have you heard the big news? Vent Blotique Las Vegas has a new name. Now you can call this amazing salon Sparkles Beauty Bar. Sparkles Beauty Bar is a full-service salon specializing in blowouts, makeup, cuts, color, and now mobile services. Same great locations in downtown Summerlin and Henderson off of Green Valley Parkway and Horizon Ridge. Check out all they have to offer at sparklesbeautybars.com. That's sparklesbeautybars.com. Let your best hair day be every day.
3: Don't stall. Make the call 1-800-209-1679, 1-800-209-1679. JohnSyndicate.com. Call one 888 201
4: Right, kids, here we go. Another edition of Sports Insider Radio. Glad to be with you. There's a lot, a lot going on. NBA playoffs, Stanley Cup playoffs, PGH Championship, Major League Baseball. All kinds of great information to be had, and we're ready to try and bring that to you. Inviting you to check out the website, sportsinsiderradio.com. Brian Blessing, glad to be with you from Las Vegas. Without further ado... We've got the boys spread all over the place. David Miller's up in Denver, I believe. It's like a game of Where's Waldo? And. Yes, sir. Is that right, Denver?
6: Yes, sir. All right, got that right.
4: You never know. I mean, you know, you're you're (laughs) a jet setter, you're bopping around. And the boys are back in Baltimore. John and Mike, how you doing, fellas?
1: Well, it's another gorgeous 80 degree day. Uh, But I'm super excited that the NBA playoffs are back. You know, we had some little bit of the. Action last night with the playing games. We have a second round of the playing games today, and then it just feels like for some reason, for the first time, last night felt like March Madness for a couple teams.
4: What where, do you think? What do you, you know, think of the new the format? I, I thought I like I'm, I'm I, willing I to give it a give it a kick, in, and so far, I, I think it's intriguing.
1: Well, because you know that that nine ten game, it's basically that's it. So it's for the, both those teams if they lose. They're out. They don't have a second chance. So it's very – I think there's a lot that goes into – well, here's how I look at playoffs. During the season, you always see a lot of the teams, they get ahead, and they just kind of – they just let off the throttle. They're not as good defensively. They just don't care that much. Defense is a little shaky. But when it comes to playoff time, they don't want to let off the throttle, as you saw in that Pacers game last night, because – it's one and done. They, they can't let the door open. I mean, sorry, they can't close, have any of these teams come back on you. And and in doing so, you're starting seeing better competition. Um, you know, I, the line makers obviously were a little awful in that game being a blowout. But, again, it's throughout the last couple of weeks of the season, and I personally, um, you know, I was very gun-shy with wagering on NBA the last couple of weeks of the season because you didn't quite – know which players were playing till minutes before game time. A lot of guys were being rested, getting ready for the playoffs. And, yeah, even some teams moved along the rankings for primarily, you know, the, the couple teams like the Pelicans that were already out and they didn't really didn't have a chance. You know, the teams above them knew they basically made the playoffs, so it was just very risky to, to play heavy on NBA, for me at least. That's my personal experience. Dave may right. think otherwise. Yeah. You know, And now that you're in the playoffs and every game matters, I think you see much better competition. And from an odds-making standpoint and doing this professionally, I think we'll have a much bigger edge than we did You know, the last two or three weeks where there was a lot more guessing with who's playing, who's not playing. Because you know, Dave is an expert, and I don't want to speak for him too much. But if it's good, I keep talking. bet overnight lines. For college basketball, the entire season, he was getting value overnight. Oh! Uh, it's two
2: value. minutes into the
1: show. Two, two minutes, minutes into this, the show. But he, you know, he had you know, value. I'm, you know the what I'm going to do? The line was in his favor.
4: I will tell you what I'm going to do. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. I think. I think I'm going to get a tip jar because well, I okay. I I have all the buttons here. You know, so like the swear jar, but now the tip jar. So, is for, so for the word value. I mean, I've got to assign That's a point. value to it. Uh huh. But when <laughs> said it. see, no, I've got to assign <laughs> a whole, value. Whole a value. Wait a minute, but every time someone uses that word, pay that man his money. All <laughs> right, all right.
1: It's hey. like you know, maybe they'll start putting up odds for the show. You never know. The future is bright, Brian. They'll start putting up odds. How many times are they going to say the word V? You
6: know, it's kind of like,
1: it's kinda like the, the Elon Musk situation on SNL. There was a spread on how many times he's going to say Dogecoin, and he kept faking it for the first like three, four minutes and almost saying it but doesn't. So that might be the case. That might be the future um, of this radio show. I'll be, where we're going to be able to take I'm gonna be wagers. The, I'm going to be that guy. Times.
4: I'll be that guy. I'm the hall monitor. I got a real I got an NBA question I want to get to Dave, but before we do that, we have not heard from our dear friend who has to be either drinking Perrier, multitasking, or just champing at the bit to say something. Well,
3: first of all, for all those that are listening and head on over to my YouTube channel, watch it every day. Yesterday I gave out another complimentary selection as a nice live underdog on the Detroit. No-hitting Tigers, taking my record to 22 wins, nine losses, absolutely free, all underdogs. Mm -hmm. What I will say, since we have Dave on the air, as I thought about it, Baltimore had a perfect game, almost perfect game, complete game, against the same team. Seattle
4: has been no-hit twice in the two-week span, and there have been five no-hitters
3: that's Five. more compelling to me that it was Seattle twice Yeah, no, than it, than, that's than it was Detroit. You know yeah. what I mean? Because the line makers, here's an interesting thing because of the dogs, Seattle is one of the most profitable teams in baseball to bet on, ironically. So there are 21 wins and 22 losses and you're up $555 if you bet them every game while they've gotten no hit twice, basically. Um, but again... It, you know, I'm going to – I did a very – for all those listeners that listen, you 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 want to check the 518 video. I, I, I did a long – most of my videos are under two minutes. This was an 11-minute rant on betting underdogs. And and while – and as I made the proclamation – and basically what I've been doing, just so you both know, is I have a little funny account where I just put $100 on every dog every day, and I've literally won – 20 days in a row. Basically, I don't even. It's just a an experiment to see if it proves out. And it's, it's so far, there's no breaking even. There's no losing juice. There's just printing money every day. Free money, guys. Free money on the dog side. <laughs> free now, money. Now, now, What I will, what I will, <laughs> what I will, what I will, what I will say so let me is, start on since, that one. Yeah. <laughs> since, since what I will say is, since Mike didn't get into his golf segment this morning. I rode 20 miles this morning, and my morning, something happened this morning for us on the East Coast, and let's see how sharp you are, Brian, from Buffalo. If you can figure out what happened this morning to me, and all the guys at my cycling forum all started complaining and crying this morning, this is the first time they got hammered this morning while riding their bikes. What happened to all of us cyclists this morning, that I don't know, and that's the purpose of bringing it up, is going to happen in Colorado, or is going to happen for the next two months in Vegas, and it only happens every seventeen years.
4: Well, oh. I was going to say, you Go got—I was going to say—you got pulled over the side of the road for not wearing a mask.
3: Got smashed with the cicadas. Seventeen years, buddy. You remember those back in New York? Oh. I don't think they come out in Vegas, do they?
4: So you, were, you, were, you, had a, you had a bug breakfast?
3: bug bre- Literally, it was like getting pelted with hail all of a sudden. And then I went on this forum, and everybody was like, what happened this morning? They're all coming out of their shells now. Now, Mike tried to tell me when, before we got on there that he doesn't think the cicadas like the soil in the greens on the golf courses. I can't wait to see in two weeks where there's 5,000 cicadas on the golf course, how that's going to go down. Do you guys get them in Vegas, or is that just the East Coast phenomenon?
4: Uh, no, nah, I've, I've not seen that.
3: You do remember growing up with them on the East Coast, obviously.
4: Uh, well, the thing I miss was, was what I used to love were the lightning bugs.
3: Right. Oh, you don't have lightning bugs in Vegas?
4: Nah, I've not seen the lightning bug out oh, here.
3: Oh, the kids, the grandkids, they don't go out with the little thing and collect the lightning bugs.
4: Wow. Well, there. Yeah, but, I mean, well, there was one of two ways you went when you were a kid. You 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 put a little grass in it and you get the lightning yep. bugs and you put them in the jar yep. and you go, oh, look at that! Isn't that cute? Or you got a wiffle ball bat and. and you know, they, they, they that light scattered all over the
3: place exactly <laughs> that was more the jar guy uh-huh. but uh you know, I was just hey, so you guys don't get that. See, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next few weeks with if there's golf tournaments, pro tournaments on the East Coast. Think about that if you're betting on the East Coast. This is every 17 years where we get smashed with the cicadas, the locusts. So, you know, in all seriousness, it is something to think about. And I don't even know, you know, if they're going to remain out of the East Coast stadiums regarding baseball because you're talking about outdoor sport. So it will be interesting to see how these things, because they're basically all emerging as we speak and i was told it's supposed to get really bad in the july till it gets you know you basically get hammered in the summertime and then when it, you get rid of the humid weather and again baseball's an outdoor sport so it is something we should all be aware of and for all the people that live in other areas that probably are not aware of that
6: john we get scorpions
3: in vegas right so that's what we get but you don't get them. but you're in colorado you get all kinds of things in colorado I don't know. I haven't been outside yet. I'll let you know when I finally get outside. Do you still have to wear a mask in the casinos? Even here in Baltimore, there's no more masks. And by the way, before you answer that question, Brian, June 1st, sports betting is legal and live in the state of Maryland. Pimlico Racetrack will have an in-house sports book. I don't know who's going to actually control it or own it yet. I'll be able to drive five minutes instead of to West Virginia or Delaware. That is going to be a very interesting – it's like, wow. You know, even though I've been in this business for thir- – to think that it would ever get to this point where I would literally be able to pull up and have Mike run in, not just for the Pimlico, but literally seven days a week. Now I really got to lock them down when we have games.
4: <laughs> hey, I got to ask you, what was it like uh, the Preakness, Rombauer comes roaring up from off the pace, had it handicapped right, had the wrong closer. Had the horses? I thought the speed duel be there. Uh, I took a, a flyer with crowded take, but it wasn't off the pace horse. Rombauer won, but um, hey, they had ten thousand fans there. Clearly, they're much they're accustomed to much much more. But what was the what was the vibe in your neck of the woods?
3: I mean, the traffic was just normal. I, I basically avoided that little section that you know barricaded cops the whole nine yards. So it didn't look like from a security point of view there was any less business because obviously we weren't inside the stadium but the traffic patterns was the same. I mean look, ten thousand people cramming into a little area is still ten thousand people cramming in a little area. So it was obviously uh you know days afterwards they were still removing the barricades. Um and uh but it was interesting. We have a um uh a gentleman that works for us and he's a he's a poker player and he uh went out of the casino after the preakness and he said Nobody was wearing masks because they lifted the mask mandate. How's it going on in Vegas? Do people people still wear masks if they obviously want to, or you know, i.e., they're not vaccinated, whatever? It's been honor, but
4: no, it's been lifted. And I mean, you know, some places are maybe a little different, but the, the casinos you don't need them. And but many many people continue to wear them, and and I think, I think even beyond jurisdictional mandates and you know whatever the law or the lay of the land would be I think a lot of people you know mentally are going to be wearing these things for a long time I mean it's funny you don't have to but it's like it's now it's like it's second nature to you to put it on so I think I think that will start to well everybody will wean themselves off it but no but the casinos are full go got it. And uh, how
3: about in Vegas at, at your casino, Dave? I mean, in Colorado. Uh, here here you I think you stopped the word in the casino,
6: but if you're out and about not as much. Some places yes, most places no. So, got it. it it's nice. Some people some people are still really paranoid. I was at 7-11 yesterday. And literally the guy made me bag my own stuff because I, I, I didn't have a mask on. It's like, okay. Which is fine, but most people are, are just done with it and, and want to move forward. Plus, they came the vaccines, they've already had it, so, so they're not as paranoid. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty exciting. Right. I know in Vegas, it's, I don't think you need a mask anywhere, right? That's what I heard.
4: Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, it's all, it's basically been lifted. And, uh, you know knock on wood. I think everybody's you know, we're heading the right way. Weather's changed the whole the whole 9 yards. Uh but we saw at the hockey game you had over 9,000 there at T-Mobile Arena, Carolina. I mean that that joint looked like it was overflow. Um so we're seeing fans at games again.
6: That's good. I hope I hope by next season we have full stadiums and and it goes back to normal. I won't blame I won't blame my recent bad run on COVID, but I don't know it's COVID's fault <laughs> it's taking Houston all the time <laughs> and, 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 and OKC. Okay,
3: well, I was I just for you for you I looked up last time we were on the radio. Houston has made some progress. Um, they were down 20 games against the spread. A week later, Houston is down 18 games against the spread. So they've made it two game climb in the last seven days from Wednesday to but, Wednesday. But is it me
6: is it me or was there a historic amount of injuries this season? Literally every team had had six or seven towards the end of the year. The combination of that I don't know if, if they just weren't ready
3: for this. Well the Mike's the NBA ready. guy. What do you think, Mike? Well what do you think? Do you I think mean, there was I've never seen anything like it. It got to the point where I, I said, how do you
6: handicap this? You know, it's three or four starters out over and over. And well, and, can I – that and was, and was the question.
4: Well, that was – let me, if I could, Mike, first. That that—that was the question I was going to ask David at the top. And power ratings and numbers and, and all the things and the different approaches we utilize to try to select games. We talked about this on the radio yesterday. Boston was a two-point favorite. Now, Boston, earlier in the year, and it's a while ago, but Boston, a seven-point favorite at at Washington. At Washington. They were a a a six-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Now, that's earlier in the year. Now, Boston loses five of their last six coming in. Washington's playing their lungs out and playing hard and scoring a truckload of points to get in. But here was what I just could not fathom yesterday that I believe current form outweighed common sense. Boston, when you looked at the standings, Boston's a 500 team, 36 and 36. But they were four games behind Miami to finish sixth. And they had a cushion over Washington and Indiana, ended up a couple of games ahead of them. So basically, Boston was like one of, if not the only team in the NBA that for the last 10 days said, we can't improve our lot in life or get worse. So they played poorly, but didn't it stand a reason? They're like... We don't want to get anybody hurt. We can't move up. We can't move down. Right. You manage minutes. It's all about let's start fresh when the playoffs get here. And they make them a two-point favorite over Washington. And you're sitting there staring at that, and you're like, why? Because they lost five well, of six? They didn't care.
6: And Yeah, I, but most people I, don't go that deep with their with – their, you just went super deep, so you found a good spot most people just don't do that and it closed it actually closed at one spot at one at a really big place
4: but I guess my point is you were bring you're bringing it up Dave that boy it was so hard who's in who's out and you don't know what's going on and well Boston you knew what was going on they were resting really? guys they didn't care so the one team you well, did know what they were doing they then when they're about to start over they 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 give you this deflated number? I don't know. I mean, it, it worked out that way. Well, those are the spots you look for, yeah. And I mean, I mean and, just and, just and that full disclosure, I'm not just saying, oh yeah, well you sound like a genius the day after. We talked about this on the radio yesterday. It was like, what am I missing?
1: Well, yeah, the thing I mean, is with NBA is, is that, that analysis of how deep you went for that guy that's listening. We have a lot of clients that listen to the show and they wonder what separates you from the rest. Well, right. Because I'm on the show. That's what's well, that's we know exactly that, right. That's, that's your be- The right. beard separates you from the rest. That's a little different. But what that analysis, when you go dig that deep, and then you could come to a conclusion where last night you have a perfect spot for two home teams that are basically in playing games where if they lose in the Boston game, obviously in one of the games that they're completely out. If they lose in the other game, they go into a final, you know, elimination match. So neither team in any of the two playing games, it's not like it's game one of a playoff series where you could afford to lose a game and you could still win the series even if it's at home, where it's, it's much different this year. So you go into it where, correct, Boston, that was a perfect spot for them even though the line makers only made it two because Brown is out. And even though Boston on paper, has been losing, and the Wizards on paper have been winning. But on the other hand, the Wizards are playing with Beal, who even though he came back in the game the other day and scored 20 points in the second half at the end of the season, you could see he's clearly hurt, and that injury lingers, and it's not something that could just be 100% a week later. So obviously Tatum put the team on his back. And they got the job done. And then on the other hand, with the Pacers, the line goes down because Lavert has COVID, who's been playing extremely well lately. And then they completely blow out the Hornets. And again, short line, not a big favorite. Basically, what the Osbakers are saying it could be a coin flip game. And both home teams knew what they were, what they had in store, and. It's just never going to be that easy, and now it's like we we parlay that statement into tonight's matchup, and you have the Lakers who you know just barely made it in this thing, and complaining that you know LeBron's been complaining that they shouldn't have a playoff. I mean, a uh, a playing tournament, and it's such a bad deal for the league and and all that. But at the end of the day, a team that has been basically. A skeleton crew, up until Anthony Davis came back a few weeks ago, LeBron's still not sure if he's going to be healthy or not, comes back, and now are they really going to put it into gear, being that it's the money rounds? And, and they got this far, and all that matters is for them to win this game so they can get into an actual series going forward. So it's, it's intriguing how these playing games work, because last year it was just a little bit different. They were all playing on neutral court. And the dynamic is much different. This year now you have fans in the stands. More stadiums are going to have access to more fans. They're going to be legitimate home games now. So having that said that, these teams are really putting all the effort into getting their pieces together right now. And you almost have to throw out the last couple of weeks' statistical data and looking at against the spread and all that. It's just not going to be an accurate description of how these teams are going to be playing in the playoffs because of how these playoffs are transpiring with so many teams making it in. And there's really no value like the Celtics that really had to win the last couple of weeks because it wasn't going to really improve their seed. So it's it's a very interesting dynamic that we're getting into being this is the first real year with this type of tournament where in years past it was just never the case. The, game, the team that gets in, they play a you know a seven-game series, and that's it. This is just so different that a team literally, if they lose, they're out. There, there is no second game. And if one of the team loses, they play in another elimination game the following day. So I'm very excited. I think it's a really cool thing that we could dig deep and really have the listeners understand what really goes in to us making these selections. It's not just, hey, they're you know great against the spread on the road they're a lock. They're only two points. No, it's just that number is never going to be accurate. And that's why these manual, I call them manual handicappers, Brian, where they're sitting there, they're at work, they go on, you know, a certain odds website and they track the performance and they do a little bit of their own research. But I can assure you, they're not doing a seven layer treatment like Brian Blessing just gave us. I mean, he, you went so deep that normally a, a guy like that that's sitting at work trying to do this on his own would never even think of to going that deep to making a selection. And you guys that's what keep I saying
3: think- this stuff. If my kids weren't possibly listening, I would make a comment on this concept. But anyway, <laughs> <let's> talk- <laughs> you guys are killing me. You're killing me. I can't even be free because junior might be listening. Anyway, what? deep ball out Whoa, of the God. park, home run. All right. Anyway, <laughs> th-
4: th- you know what? That's better than if it was Did a. You, how, thank God. Mad, thank, John, thank, thank, God that was, <laughs> thank God that wasn't a soccer goal. Well, how
1: mad uh, is John that we've been talking about basketball for 32 minutes? I love he hasn't, it. I'm so glad. He, I'm so. I'm. Yeah, he's just. He just. Drooling right now. All I mean, there's he wants a, to do there's is a guy in my do you have one? Do you have one of those things, Brian? That just does the dog is barking.
3: Do you have anything on your board there? What, what, we, when we am need I going to I gonna get show. you on the dark side, Mister Miller? When are you going to come along and go? You're right. You just
4: bet every dog no. every day.
6: No, because it's an efficient market. That's it. That's why
4: I, the, the dog. No, like, I got, got a, a horse. You can do it. Sir.
1: Not the same. We need a barking Make dog a for bucks. next week. That's my request. A barking dog. John, so look. Here's the, the
3: deal. This week so far, That's listen. Terrible. This week so far, listen. I'm up $170 in this in this account. One, two, three. I bet every dog since Monday. For just for full disclosure, brainlessly. And I'm not saying I'm up a lot of money, but. I have played one to a lot of games, a lot of games, right the whole board where is. does
6: it stand where does it stand on the season again
3: what betting every dog yeah well at a hundred dollars i'm up about uh I'm up about four thousand just betting every single bucks. money line just betting every single money line <laughs> small hundred bucks a game since April first Still, that's, that's I'm impressive. sorry? So here's, here's a good impressive. point our good friend. Here's a good point our friend in Georgia made, which is uh, Dollar Mike. He said, you know, you're 20 and not 21 and 9 on YouTube betting $100 a game on the closing number. I use the closing price. I'm up $2,282. So I have so much ammunition that even if I be, went from 21 and 9 to 21 and 21, I'm still up money because I'm only playing dogs. The thing I think what happens is once you get ahead, it's too hard to give all the money back because you have to lose. The odds are statistically, and we discuss this every year, Brian, is that when you look at the point spread in the NFL at the end of the season, it's dead, even plus or minus a game totals over and under dead, even plus or minus a game. If you work on the presumption that it's dead, even on the dogs and the favorites in the MLB, I go back to, how can you lose? Like the other night, I had on on I gave out Texas against Cole, right? Bad spot for tech for for the for the uh, for for the Yankees on the road at Texas. Texas had lost six in a row. This was going to be their match. They're going to get take care of business. And why would anyone put money on Cole in that position? Except if you're only handicapping. The pitcher, which has nothing to do with my system, because my system doesn't care about the pitcher. So, make a long story short, how do you overcome losing twenty eight hundred on the closing number? You're a dime better. The game opens at whatever, closes at two eighty. Now you've lost this game, and now you're a favorite better, and now you're going to continue to bet favorites to make up that two dollars and eighty cents, that two hundred and eighty dollars, that twenty eight hundred. It's it's impossible. Versus you're just betting the dogs, and you know that once you have a lead, you have free – free. I know you, you don't want to hear this. Both of you will probably scringe – free games to lose, right? Yeah, I'm know. up 23 units in dollars, but I'm up 12 units in games. So that means I can literally go 0-23 from today on YouTube for the next 23 days, and I'm even, not even down, no, juice. Even. The there, the there, there,
2: there we go. There we
3: go. There we go. There we go. I got a 23-game cushion, David. This is really John, this is really square, though. Where does this stand over 15 years? down money? I mean... This- I, I don't know. I don't... I, I be, Dave, uh, Dave, this is the 299th radio show that I'm broadcasting on the air with Mr. Blessing. Hey, do I... Do archived I, online. Are you going to like... He will tell you, I've been barking about dogs since
4: show one. Well, I know if I ask the question, Mike will go, well, you didn't mail me the chicken wings, but are you going to mail me a cake or something next week? Cake?
1: Sure. What type of cake do you like? Ice cream cake. No, the, the the three, our 300th show.
4: Yes. Choc- Choc- chocolate mousse. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, of yeah. Send me an We're ice. we be
1: blowing out candles. Send, yeah, send me an course.
4: ice cream cake, and I'll have some. I'll have some soup when it gets here.
1: I'll send you an, a yes, cake with cicadas got- on it. <laughs>
6: a, cicada <laughs> cake. a cicada cake. A cicada Don't, cake. Man, you can't. You can't claim this has made money, though, over the 10 years. I mean, is that what you're saying? Or hey, you're hard- I would hard- say forever.
4: If, if, I'll find if, the well, Hold on a second. If, FYI, Dave, the phone's getting sketchy, so I don't know if you moved. But go ahead. Can you hear me? Yeah, no, there I, you go. You're back. So I can. what no. I
3: can claim is that what I can only claim is for the 300 shows that I've broadcasted on the air, there's been six years of broadcast, six baseball seasons. I won't even say ten. Six. And in the entire six years, I've been promoting, using, and developing this strategy, which has been profitable for me and my clients every single year that I've been on air. What I will say is I've been in business for 35 years, and I don't – I remember at one point transitioning from putting the emphasis on the pitchers and handicapping the pitchers to putting the emphasis on that word – value where I could risk less to make more and it was about fifteen years ago. And honestly, Mike will tell you, Pay um, that
2: man you know, his money.
3: <laughs> I will I will tell you I will tell you that, you know, I gotta be honest and, and tell you I am very excited that sports wagering is legal uh in June first in Maryland. Not because I'm excited that I can wager on sports. I'm excited, which I'm already wagering I'm excited that I can go over to the Pimlico and bet hopefully out of whack dog prices because the public obviously is going to be on the favorite side. And obviously, like you say, whether you get value on a spread or you get value on a money line at post. <laughs> so yeah, the only value as we're all having fun here, have with, here well, we're I'm looking sorry? For
6: regional, but we're looking for regional bias over there for value. That'd be That'd be the only way that, that that there is
3: value. Just blindly... I mean, you're your going to basically dogs. tell me that Mike should go to Pimlico every Sunday and bet against the Ravens because he's going to get a yeah, better number kind of on stuff. the dog side. But that's yeah, but I don't, you know I, I don't know if I... I don't know if I... I don't know. I don't... I mean, I assume... I, it'll be interesting to compare how outrageous because I, I look at the Raiders' lines no. here and I look at the yeah. Raiders' lines there and I don't see that big of yeah, a whack-out but- between... No, it just depends how good the
6: team's doing too. That's one of the factors. But to just blindly to just go and say I'm going to blindly bet all the pluses is is, is, there's no value doing that. But if but the regional again, I'll I'll show
3: you the I'll 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 off air. I'll send you the numbers. By the way,
6: uh,
3: Brian, the other night (laughs) uh, Sunday, I believe it was Brian. I uh, I had Minnesota as a dog uh, against uh, Las Vegas. And uh, I was looking for dog prices. I think both dogs won on Sunday in hockey, a plus 190 and a plus 120. Um, and, um, you know, are you excited? Are you getting it? I know you're always involved. But, again, I'm looking at some of these prices. You know, St. Louis, who you already marked as having a good shot to do wild things. Why wouldn't you throw a flyer on that's St. A Louis bad, tonight? Plus?
4: That's a bad number. That number is that, that too, too high. Too high. That number. I mean, that do number you should. Agree with me? To me, well, that number do should you agree be. With me? Well, but I'm not using the word you want me to use. But can you say it? I agree with. No, you. I. I'm not. <laughs> I be, because if if I did that, I'd have to say to myself, hey that man, his man." And I'm not going to do that. So I just think it's an overlay. <laughs> I, I, uh, right,
3: but when you think it's an overlay, can we agree <laughs> that there's some merits to wager on the overlay? Well, I think St. Louis has a chance. Well, and it might it might start with a V that there's an overlay, so
4: you might take St. Louis because no, of the reason. No, I'd only do it because I think they can win the game. And, and they, they basically, you, well, you know, can also get the one plus one and a half. But St. Louis game one was a 1-1 game with 12 minutes to go. Big deal. Colorado won. You know, and all that the road team's trying to do is get a split on the road in the first two games. So St. Louis, it's not like the end of the world they lost. If they lose tonight, it's tough, but it's not the end of the world because the series doesn't start until the road team wins a game and St. Louis would be going home. But I think St. Louis has more than a puncher's chance tonight at a at a ridiculous price. And Colorado should be $1.92. So...
1: Well, go here's so the, I'm listening to all this there.
4: information
1: i when we go in depth on all these games and all the statistics and and i'm just seeing a it. lot of cl- i have a lot of clients to listen to the show and one in particular he's a potential new client i was trying to explain to him how sports trading can outperform the crypto market where everybody thinks they can get rich Going in and buying random coins and not having any analysis. And just, they, can,
3: they could have bought it last week at 65. It's 30 now. Right, right. <laughs> and,
1: and the funny part of that is I track both. And I track the performance of our trading account for sports since January 1st to versus the few top coins and a couple of my friends that are heavily invested in the crypto. And they're shocked that they wake up this morning and their trading accounts for sports have outperformed crypto because that's really what you could do in this business. This could outperform any other trading, and Dave has been a product of this for a decade plus. Whether it wins or loses every day, we don't micromanage, we don't hyper-focus on any individual games or small streaks or small sample sizes, and we preach it because we live it. And most people can't handle the losing. Meanwhile, they're looking into their crypto portfolio this morning, and they're sick to their stomachs going, oh, my God, how could this be? I thought that Bitcoin and Ethereum were going to go up forever, and they have never going to go. It's like they just don't get it that it's not easy. Sports trading is not easy. But what it does do, if you have the right people in your corner – that go into this seven, eight, nine-layer analysis of why we select the team. Not saying that that game was a guaranteed win by any means, but if you do your type of research and you're putting this analysis in action 365
3: days a year, you literally can't lose. And that's you mean, where, But you didn't finish betting all the dogs. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, uh, sorry. no. Betting all Brian, the dogs go ahead. is Brian, like
6: cryptos. No, no, no. Vetting all the dogs is like the guy getting the cryptos. It, it's just not. No. No, John, you're not right. Don't get hey, me wrong. hey Mike, not-
4: Mike, I'll do it for yeah. you. Yes. I just want Please. you to know, like, I'm not a circus chimp, but I'll, I'll do it for you. Love
1: it. I love it. We need a. You know, next week, Brian, one more request. Can we get like a pit bull? We need, we need a large, a very loud bark. I think I feel that's like a medium-sized dog. That's, like a, that's, medium a, that's sized a German dog. Shepherd. I need, I need, I need some. Pep. Well, it's, it's very light. I need something
6: powerful, very powerful. I heard a golden retriever bark pretty loud last night. That it's it shocking <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I did. We're, we're gonna put. <laughs> the
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna have our web de, web design guys create a dog with John's face and his beard on it. And we're gonna, you know. No, we need fuck that. Fuck we, can, I think we should create
3: the beard coin. The beard coin. The beard coin. It's gonna be a. It's the, gonna be a pit bull with with John's face and the beard. I'm gonna. So I'm listen, getting on that right now. Listen, we're, we're start drawing it up. Well, um, I was looking to see if Detroit plays tonight. What I will say to you, Dave, is uh, I I do like letdown spots in all seriousness. For instance, when when you have a team like Detroit and they throw a no hitter. Usually, that see, team I like that spot. Yeah, exactly. Will not just fade out in the plus. second game. Right, yeah, I like
4: it. I like but that. I'm just saying, like, I like that logic.
3: And I also think it like hurts it. them. I think it hurts them. I'm, like right now, Detroit is playing Seattle. Now, obviously, I would never play Seattle because I'm not going to lay 150. But I really, I, I just can't see. I can see Seattle just shelling them tonight. Because, they, they, you know, it's the same thing what happened with the Orioles when they hit the no-hitter against Seattle. The next time the Orioles played, they got shelled.
1: Hey. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> now, 46 <laughs>
3: minutes in the show to get that type of bark. Okay, but I will hey, tell you this. Hey. I'm, I fake Kershaw. Uh, up, up, ne- up next
4: is going to be a religion. Chihuahua.
3: <laughs> Listen part of my religion is i fade kershaw so for everybody listening <laughs> right. i'm 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 on arizona tonight there's no reason any pitcher should be 300 i'm sorry there's no reason yeah, that, that, and that, i will that
2: look at i like that and i will that look
3: just... at the and i will look at the first five inning line to see what it is where I'm looking. I don't know if you have the screen in front of you. Look at the run line.
6: No, look at the run line. That's where you to see at there.
3: I want to see the first five inning on it. Of course, nothing. Man, it's like I have no eyes when I'm trying to find something. You know what? They don't even have it up. Wow. They don't even have the first five inning up. So the run line on the game is...
4: The Dodgers are minus minus three dollars in the first five innings.
3: They're minus so the lines the same. So to me, if you're nuts and you want to bet on Kershaw, that's the play. Take him in the first five innings. It's not well, they, be an be, an all,
4: all you're trying to do is get out of a game tied or down a run or two, and somehow get to the bullpen. Right. But the Dodgers don't have a bullpen. Well, that's I mean which the is the, why the, the, well, worst the, the point is yeah, the bet on Kershaw is basically the first five innings. And if, if you're hovering around, either, I mean, you could be ahead, but if you're tied or down only a run and you get three kicks at the Dodgers' bullpen, you know, the, the, you're know you betting on the Dodgers right. for a guy that's not even in the game anymore.
3: Right, that's it, right. Well, that's that's what, right. this is what I keep saying. Like I was saying earlier in the season, they're going to be the worst bet in baseball. Ironically, the Dodgers so you far say are, I said, are the second worst team in baseball, Obviously on the money line, and the other one is where Dave is looking out his window. You know, there, there. So you know, the only team that's worse than the Dodgers betting is Colorado. Wrap your, but everybody stop and think about that for a second. One team is favored to win the World Series. One team is favored to win nothing, and they're neck and neck for losing betters' money. That's pretty interesting. But but what is how efficient Rockies the lines are. Been? What has your average I'm sorry? Rockies
6: what has your average Rockies spread? Well they're been? fifteen
3: Does and twenty-eight. They're fi- I don't know, they're fifteen and twenty-eight. If you bet on every Rockies game, you're down nine hundred and seventy-six dollars. And if you bet on every Dodgers game you're twenty four and eighteen, you're down six hundred and seven dollars. So those are the two worst teams on the money in all of baseball. And uh, I'm trying to find you guys the most profitable team in baseball. And I had them last night. And San Francisco Giants is the most profitable team in baseball. 26-16 and 16 plus $904 for your money. Only then followed by the Oakland Athletics 26-17. and 17. Now, here's what's interesting. Oakland is number one in the AL West. They're the number one team in that, obviously, for the money. Um, San Francisco is number one in the NL West. uh, I'm sorry, AL West, NL West. They're number one for your money. What's interesting is when you look at the AL East, they're all useless. When you look at the uh, AL Central, they're all useless. When you look at the NL Central, they're all useless. So you only have a few money-making teams that can win as favorites. And it's like I'm looking at the numbers, it's like, You know, the team at the bottom of the division, NL West, is Colorado. The team favored to win the whole thing is the Dodgers, and then I won't say it again, and they're neck and neck for losing betters money. That's all you need to know. The only profitable teams in baseball right now are teams that have been at least an underdog 50% of the time. The teams that are never dogs are dead losers. So when you extract that stat out, Dave, a team that is hardly a underdog is never profitable if you're betting on that team. Doesn't that go with my hypothesis that betting on favorites is not profitable because otherwise, try to find me a team that's never been Mm. an underdog that's up money for betters. There is none. No,
6: the one thing you said that that you were right, all of that no, you said the Dodgers would be a sucker bet, and you nailed that one because the prices and their performance that was that was good, but just everything else, small sample size actually the the Dodgers Man. has been a small sample size, but you you called you you called that one pretty that was strong, and you used good logic with it, you said the public will inflate the prices. And, and that's the one that you you nailed,
3: in my and opinion. And I think with, thank you, thank you. And I think for both you and Brian right. and Mike, I will. I'll let the numbers. I'll, we'll we'll keep going with it. But what I will say is, what I do think, is I don't know how much value there is in the same situation in the NFL. So let's take or the NBA. So let's take that analogy of, Dodgers were going to be heavily favored every game and they were going to be a loser for betters they are 24 and 17 as a favorite they are 0 and one as a dog keep in mind they've been an underdog one time this season so if you take that logic and you apply it to nba or nfl and i'll let you guys run with that where can you find me a same example and i think that this point spreads equalize that because even when you have a team like brady when you take whatever team Brady's playing on that's favored to win the, the, the Super Bowl, you don't get the value just fading them. At the end of the season, Brady's 50-50 against the spread.
6: Actually, over a sample size, I know when he was with the Patriots, they, they covered in the upper 50s, upper 50% over over like 14 years or something. Um,
3: right, so what I I'm saying say is you they, don't get the carryover say- effect. Can I say one
6: thing about some stuff I've seen lately in baseball? Okay, sure. Okay, Please. so this is really interesting, too. I was going to say it earlier, but you guys were on your caffeine eyes and I couldn't get it in. So last night when the when the, when the Tigers were playing, uh, I was looking because I look at when I'm sitting around, and I, and I bet some of them, but I was looking at the, the in play, and I, and I noticed, I said, "That's really weird. Everybody's all over the place in that game," and then I didn't even know a no hitter was going. And, I, and this was probably the sixth inning. But I, I said, "Why? Why is everybody just up all over?" And then I, and then I, it dawned on me. Oh, there's a no hitter going. So then I realized that some of them were factoring in uh, the momentum of the game. For example, that they weren't giving up a hit. You know how we were saying they just take the pregame. Bread, and then let's say it's two to nothing there, and this part of the lineup again, they'll they'll just kind of come up with a price, and and they're they're somewhat the same. It kind of showed me that some factor in the momentum and the fact that there hadn't been a hit giving up, given up yet. So I thought that was interesting,
3: you know, because we're always trying to figure out how they do it. And I've well, seen other what situations.
6: I'm, do you think as the well. lines
3: were fair, or do you think the lines were over bloated? Well, well, for example,
6: uh, I'm trying to remember where it was. It was, it was the tiger. I think it was the Tigers uh, minus one and a half, and you had all the way, you had all the way from like even money all the way to like, like plus one sixty, and and I just you rarely see that, so so I just couldn't figure out why it was like that. And then when I saw on the screen it, it, on the screen where the scores are, it said no hitter going, then that's when I realized that. So, yeah, it was probably fair. It's just my point is some factor in the fact that it – the momentum, the fact that a hit hadn't been given up yet. Now whether that's – they're going go to not go to the bullpen earlier. I don't, I don't know exactly at what level what they're looking at, but I just thought that was really interesting. So I wanted to bring that up earlier. So
3: Dave, since you don't watch the games, Brian, you do like watching the game. Would you have said, man, there's a good live betting opportunity. I see this thing. They're going to have a no hitter. Or do you play the contrarian? Like they're going to ruin it with a hit at the end of the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Some were factoring
6: that in. Some weren't is, is kind of the point. Some were going, oh yeah, this is going to, and then some were just could care less about that. And we're looking at the pregame and, and keying that the whole game I and mean, who's, batting, and they didn't factor that in really, so that was pretty well, cool. To so see my that. question
3: to you is: Is that mean that there is sometimes a disadvantage not watching the game or at least knowing what's going on and yeah. just looking at the screen like we do?
6: Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Because yeah. Well, it depends if you really believe in that stuff. Like, like, are you the type that goes, "Oh, he hasn't given up a hit yet. Uh, this, this is so most likely he's, you know, it's going." Or are you the type that goes, "Well, that doesn't matter. It's just variance." So there's like two types of people. You stare well, I mean, if it was three up?
3: nothing in the eighth inning, and I could have got minus one and a half plus money on Detroit. No, no, this was like I'm the seventh.
4: seventh. You know, the, the one thing no, I, I I'm thinking when when a guy, you tell me, guys. I mean, it's happened. But if a guy gets to the seventh, you know, like about the seventh inning, if he gets that deep and he's got a no hitter or a perfect game, I mean, you gotta keep him in. Well, no, no, you keep him in. Yeah. But um, how many times do you see the guy, A, blow the no-hitter a lot? Yeah. But how exactly. many times do you see him blow the game? Not a lot. Do you? Because the, do, the, the do defense, you? these guys are, you know, playing their lungs out for the game. I mean, Mike watched the really entire
3: think- Oriole game.
6: Do you think someone's in the zone though at that point, or do you think it's just
3: variance? Like, what do you guys really think? Do you think they're? in Nah, a- they're in the zone, man. They all know it. That so, nobody's so, like, talking really to the guy. He... Or just a little bit. Oh yeah, I'm sure. It, I didn't well, watch like... him, but I, I'm sure nobody got within a hundred feet of him when he went to sit down between innings. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. Sure everybody, was like, you, you, do not talk. see, <laughs> see I, would do, be, I, would, I would look be... at the guy. See, I'm I'm the
6: contrarian type. If 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 they're factoring in, oh, he's. He's in the zone and and then they actually skew the spread at that point. I'm looking to take the other side. Going, oh, I don't really believe in the zone as I, I I do a little bit, but not to the level that everyone else betting does, where they go, oh, they're they're an NBA. They've hit four threes in a row, and I just think it's variance in the long run. Well, John, it's, I'm it, I'm it, it would it no would be way to prove either,
4: yeah, John, the it, it would be like. You know, you're in the office, and Mike has made five putts in a row on the carpet in his office. You're not going to go in there and bother him, right? He's in his zone. You leave well, him alone. I mean, I will, because that's, that's what I do. But, yes. <laughs> <'Cause but> you <laughs> better for me. For my students, well, you better.
3: I, I, I will. And then I have to duck. Then I have to work on my duck and, you know, duck and jab. But, you know, my, my whole thing is, like, yeah, I do believe. I mean, Mike watched. And the whole office watched the Oriole game because it would happen to be an afternoon game when we got off the radio. It was on a Wednesday when we got off the radio. It was an early game they were playing in Seattle. And, I mean, you could just tell, like, when he would between innings he would go sit down and just nobody was going to even, like, get near the guy. Like, you don't want to be that guy that talked to him and got him out of whatever he was in. (laughs) You know what I mean? Now, I do believe the fade, it – go ahead. Go ahead.
6: No, I well, believe that I, I the
3: next think- time he pitches, I believe the next time Turnbull pitches, you fade him and yeah, you get the I right agree. price.
6: I agree with you there. Absolutely. And the public... Ways in on it at that point, and it skews it too but much. But you you're could right.
3: also say, you, I could apply your argument to what you just said, which is that's all nonsense. It doesn't mean anything just because we think no, that. No, but the public backs them
6: next
4: <laughs> game, though. That's, hey, I love you guys. We, we could do this all day. Like The music is all like a, a cue to shut up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll do it again uh, next week. Have a good one, boys. Right. Sportsinsiderradio.com.
2: It's the Vegas Board, Tuesday morning at 10 on AM 1400, KSHP North Las Vegas, and KSHP.gov. USA Radio
0: News with Tim Berg. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell is opposing the formation of an independent council to probe the January 6th attack on the Capitol. Speaking